1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The
2: game. Glad to have you listening on a Thursday. It's Dukes and Bell. Rob Tribble's in today hanging out with me. My old man, my old pal, Rob Tribble, and uh, we're talking about Trey Young. Lots of guys chiming in on this, man. And, and you know, some guys saying, look. Um, are they I'm, mad at me? No. They're saying, well, Jimmy Jimmy Dean, that's his Twitter handle. He says, uh, you're trying to run my star out of Atlanta. JK, just kidding. But I think a lot of guys are saying, man, I'm just, why is there all this noise around our team? Like, let's, let's just take a look at some of the teams that are leading the noise NBA. Noise involving
3: everything but what's transpiring on the floor. Correct.
2: That matters. Is this kind of noise around Milwaukee? Do you hear any of this around Uh, the Celtics? Not even whispers, no. 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 Celtics? Uh -uh. What about the Cavs? Mm, They're somewhat rebuilt. I mean, Brooklyn had its deal with Kyrie early in the season. Heard anything lately? Nope. Nothing. Seems copacetic up there, too. I mean, what we're talking about is winning nuggets. No noise. Grizz, Pelicans, Zion. I haven't heard anything about Zion, but positive things. Suns! Well, their owner is And he's seven. not hurt again,
3: Zion, for one thing. Good <laughs> this is Lord. true. He looks good, by the way. Yeah. He looks you know, like- I, I predicted when he came to the league, he looks like a guy that's going to be hurt a lot. Because just the, just the torque he can generate with how explosive he is, but with his sheer size as well, it just seems like that is ripe for chronic injury. No disrespect for him. It's just, that's just physiology, it seems like. But good for him. It's good that he's back and playing well.
2: I agree, man. Suns, they're selling, right? Solver's selling them. But, I mean, honestly. You know, are there rumors about the, the, the Suns and what's going No. Mm-hmm. They may make a deal or two to try to get better. They're not considered maybe the best team in the, in the West right now. Might, maybe you think it's the Nuggets or the Grizzlies. Point is, none of that stuff is happening. Everything seemingly is happening around the Hawks right now. And it makes me concerned that all of this stuff is ultimately going to lead to us not getting back in the playoffs and doing the things we need to do. If we're back in the play-in, to me, that's a fail. Triple, I think this is a top-four team, should be, could be, all that stuff. But now I'm looking at us. We're currently ninth. The playoffs started today, and I know we're a long way away, so we'd be playing the Raptors, but right? But do you
3: think this is a team that's going to wake up and suddenly win eight, ten in a row? I just don't. Mm. I just don't. And I wish I could say that, that that's true. It may, maybe it's PTSD from back in the 90s where the Hawks per- perennially lost 55 games a year, and I didn't do that, and I still watch the games. And I just don't think anything's good's going to come out of this. It just seems too chaotic and toxic.
2: Derek says, uh, if what you're saying is true, Dukes, why not just trade him? Listen, I don't think they want to trade him. But if a star in this league, guys, name one that wants to be traded that hasn't been. Durant did this. Harden did this. You can go down the list of guys. When it comes time and they go, I want out, they usually get it. Now, I'm not telling you that's what's going to happen to Trey or that that's what he wants. You know, we always wanted a guy that wanted to be here, build, and win here. There's something special, Triple, about having a guy be down for our city as we're down for our teams and going through these trials and tribulations and then winning it. And that's what I was hoping with Trey. But when you hear all this stuff, and then what's the thing that you heard earlier today? What was the thing you heard?
3: Uh, Somebody said uh, an unnamed NBA coach was talking about how Trey doesn't like Nate, (laughs) Nate doesn't like Trey, and there's some people in that locker room that have problems with Trey.
2: That sounds like a problem. Yeah whether it's true or not it's like being at work right you may not like everybody at work but you're walking around and at some point you're going to have to address it because right. you're seeing these people every day and it's like hey is uh, you and bob okay well not really at some point you have to say no, screw bob i never trusted bob you got to say it you know you just <laughs> got, you got to put it out there clear the air well. And then things get a lot better. But if you're walking around and you know I don't like you and I got a problem with you and you made me do that and I don't like this dude and he shoots too much, it becomes overwhelming. I mean, just, you go- just do your <laughs> job? Thank you, Mike. That's exactly right. Why can't we just do that? You got to have the want
3: to to do that. And Nate's talking about we just can't seem to get stops, close out games. That's a lack of want to. Defense is always about desire to play defense. It is. And I wonder if there's two factions. Is there a John Collins faction in that locker room? Is there a Trey Young faction? I I have no idea. And you guys talked to John Collins. I heard the interview. He says, no, we're not exactly having lunch together, but we coexist. Yeah. And John Collins, I feel bad for him. It seems like he's room to be traded every three months. That's got to wear on his psyche as well. It just seems like it's
2: completely unhealthy in that locker room. It's toxic. At least right now. Yeah. And then we lose last night, which yeah. is which is not great. Uh, one of our listeners says, Dukes, Kevin Durant, wasn't traded from the from the Nets. It didn't happen. That was a ploy. He can get traded anytime he wants. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, he wanted out of OKC. It happened. He wanted out of the Warriors. It happened. Don't get that twisted with, it doesn't happen when stars want out. If Luca today put his foot down and said, I'm done with the Mavs, mm-hmm. he'd be traded. He'd get. It may take a minute, but he's going to get get what he wants.
3: I wonder if there's anyone in this town that's wishing, I kind of wish we had Luka now. Okay, instead. don't do that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that.
3: But I was probably happy that. No, I'm good with Trey. We got our guy. I you know. got your guy. Th- it seems th- like
2: it benefited both teams. Yes. yes. But I'm not but hearing Luca causing any well, problems. Here's the thing, Rob. When you start going down that 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 line of thinking, you're comparing ex-girlfriends. And you can't. You, you, this is who my girlfriend is right now. She's hot. And I like her a lot, and I, I think she does everything. Nothing shags like crazy though. You, you cannot think about the one that was two times, you know, before, and now you're like, man, I should have kept her. Well, occasionally, gleam in the eye, you know, fond memories, <laughs> but when <little> you, nostalgia, <laughs> when <laughs> you start doing that, it, you start thinking. I'm about not all doing those that. Other I'm
3: not. I'm not. I want things to work out with number eleven. That's it. Exactly right. I'm not. I'm not looking, and I'm not wishing that. I wasn't saying that for me. I was wondering if somebody in the fan base does. Well, you know that. I don't. I don't. This girlfriend is
4: high maintenance, though.
3: Yeah,
2: that is a very good point. Mm-hmm. Always sending her food back at the restaurant <laughs> too. Like, oh, I can't stand this. Him. This is a very good point. This is Harry met Sally when she's ordering. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's him, right? You yeah, know, I want the salad, but really I good. want this on the side, and I want okay. Four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. Yo, Nate has never won big. Julia says, I believe this is. More on Nate. It's a Nate thing than anything else. Oh, he's not blameless. I mean, the way he employs his
3: players, and it seems like his aversion to uh, using rookies in high leverage situation. You have a rookie that was playing pretty well in the fourth quarter last night, he and was. we didn't see him for the final six minutes. No, it's that, that, that bugged me. There's no doubt. No, Nate's not an angel. Although I like Nate too.
2: I love all of them. I want them to coexist <laughs> and win some freaking games. That's all I want. Ah, and now I'm getting text messages from people that I cannot name who are saying things like (laughs) people were sitting out of practice, guys. People people decided not to practice. I mean, if these things are going on behind the scenes and again, I can't deny or confirm some of this stuff again, some of these sources that I'm talking to. But if that's the case, then we got a bigger problem. We, ju- we just got a bigger problem than what you think it is, and it's more than just losing by two to the Bulls or allowing a team to come back from thirteen down in the fourth quarter. Constant squandered
3: double-digit leads. Yeah, we heard what Matt Barnes said a couple of weeks ago, didn't you, on his podcast, talking say? about Nate? How he just he's totally out of touch. Cannot what? relate to. The, he's too old school. Blah blah blah. He's lost the locker room. That seems apparent, unfortunately. I
2: mean, why are we making Nate to be Popovich? Like, yeah. Pop is, you would think if anybody's out of touch, right? He's yeah. the, one of the older guys in the league. He's up for the Hall of Fame, by the way, and he will get in. He's the winningest coach in NBA history right now. But my point is, he's not, Nate's not 70. You yeah, know what I mean? I know We're, we're making him out to be like, it, uh, when I was coaching in the 50s. That's right. he's, he's not. He's not. Nate's not kicking us off his lawn, is he? <laughs> I don't think so. We got to talk some NFL, man. Let's get to an NFL, Blue Welcome to the NFL and notes from around the league, this is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. All right, who's starting, who's not? For the Ravens, they will not start Lamar Jackson. Now, is that good or bad for us? You would think good. I think
3: that's a positive, sure, yeah.
2: Okay. But their defense is really good, and we have a problem scoring over 20 points a game. Mm -hmm. Ritter's second game of the season, second start. What are your expectations? Is he better than he was last week in week one? Oh, he has to be. Okay. He asked me
3: maybe uh, maybe more relaxed in his throws. Maybe he was just overcome by uh, adrenaline last week because he certainly wasn't accurate. But by the same token, was he was playing against a very good sec. That's a top ten secondary. And guys weren't open, so I expect him. That's what he needed. He needed something on tape to look at and learn from. He's clearly a smart kid. Arthur marvels at his football IQ and yep. IQ in general. I think he's gonna be light years better this week. Whether that means a win or not, that remains to be seen.
2: Tyler Huntley will start a quarterback against our Falcons. And also Dean Pease, guys, this is what was going on last week when we had that scare. So he's on the field pregame. He has that, that collision, actually got ran over. And because of blood thinner medication, right. all right, he they took him to the to the hospital, and the doctors told him basically they were concerned about because he's on this thinner that he could have bleeding in the brain so they had to do a cat scan which is what was going on during the game and obviously they took him to university medical center in new orleans for testing he cleared everything's fine and coach is going to be on the sideline this weekend in baltimore so dean pease returned to practice for the falcons on tuesday let me ask you this you think
3: um, the fact that that happened was that responsible for the 14 nothing deficit early on i think that kind of made things a little bit turbulent to start a ball game.
2: I, I do. And, and, and then that
3: effect, that, that goes down to Desmond Ritter, too. Maybe he feels like he has to do too much in his rookie. It was like the perfect storm of uh, just unfortunate things.
2: Yeah, you look up and you're down 14 nothing, and now you're pressing. Yeah. You, you know, he comes out, he's overthrowing guys. I totally agree with you. And I also think Frank Bush, who was calling the defensive calls, was really conservative to start. And then, you know, you see them just kind of eating our zone up. And we're talking about New Orleans last week. And then they take a couple of deep shots. They hit them. Yeah, I do think that was a, a discombobulation of, of many things going yeah, Arizona's on.
3: Arizona has been so good this year. I, I've seen you. I, I love like watching you and Mike tweet during Falcons games. <laughs> What's with the soft zone? I just I can just hear you yelling and oh,
2: typing with your fist basically when you see that. It's stuff. It's so frustrating and sometimes. And literally, if you guys watch me, maybe I'll film myself one day. I literally I'm talking to myself. Put your phone down. Put the phone down. I'm not going to say that. So I have to put it. I have to put it down and watch another series, and then I forget what what I was about. to well, Self-regulation is good, my friend. Uh, I know, man. NFL Blitz brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. Gardner Minshew is going to start against the Cowboys. The Eagles will be without Jalen Hurts. So, I don't think Gardner Minshew is a bad quarterback.
3: No, he's not. He's he's shown capability to make some plays. And I think uh, the Eagles are getting some defensive players back. They're going to have, what, four guys with ten sacks this year? is done that crazy? Can we do
2: that one day? Can we have that? I,
3: I don't think so, Carl. It's not allowed. <laughs> not in this not on this mortal coil. No.
2: Uh so the Eagles, they need one win to clinch the NFC. One. My point is they could lose to the Cowboys. Everybody'll be like, Oh, they got two more weeks to clinch. It's this is a what game. What do you think of your Cowboys, brother? Well There's listen, some kinks in the armor, aren't there? It I, seems I, like well Dak. It's Dak. Dak's not been playing. He's t- I think he's had a turnover the last five weeks No, was I that last
3: interception he threw last week. That wasn't was really his fault. It was tipped. It was tipped. Hit him right where he should have in the hands.
2: Yeah, uh, man. I, I uh I went on the podcast and said I thought the Cowboys are Super Bowl material because they have one of the best defenses. Now the Eagles yeah. defense is better, yeah. but they have a really good defense and that may keep them afloat. The running game, Pollard's a he's named to the Pro Bowl. I mean, they got a lot of stuff going the on.
3: Revelation that kid's been, right? You always think about Zeke, Zeke, Zeke out there, and Pollard just been balling. Guess
2: what? Free agent after the season. He's about to get paid somewhere. I don't know I've if they're been gonna keep thinking it. About it a lot, yeah, I know Jerry. I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna keep him. Uh also the Arizona Cardinals quarterback, Colt McCoy, he's in concussion protocol. He will not play Christmas night against Tampa. Who's starting for the Cardinals?
3: they're gonna pull somebody out of the stands. I love that. Have you seen it about Colt McCoy? He's been in the league like fifteen years, made forty million dollars. He he's probably taken thirty snaps. He has. The old what a, Penn what a Stater, Carl,
2: Trace McSorley. Oh, that's right, getting, getting his first started. start. That's right. He could run. That's what I remember about McSorley. Yep. Like he was a he was a very good running quarterback at Penn State. Um, so he will be the starter. Kyler Murray out, Colt McCoy out. Bucks desperately need another win to try to separate themselves in this division. We'll see if it happens. But a lot of injuries. Wait, who do the Bucks have this weekend? Cardinals. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh it's Christmas night, I think mm-hmm. it is that game. Christmas night. We get three games on Christmas. All right, guys, plenty more to dive into. We're going to go behind enemy lines. We're going to find out the latest on the Ravens from our buddy up there at 105.7, the fan in Baltimore, Rob Long, is going to join us coming back on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to go behind enemy lines. (laughs) We're bringing you all the intel for the Falcons' opposition. Brady Jarrett blasted it. Only on Dukes and Bell. We do it every week, guys. We go behind enemy lines to try to find out a little bit more about our upcoming opponent, and today we're going to talk to our buddy Rob Long, 1057, the fan in Baltimore. He is the morning show co host. Rob, appreciate you jumping on with us. Let's start with this quarterback situation. No Lamar. I just heard
5: you rejoin us. I just heard you rejoin us. You you're getting all the intel. I'm not telling you anything.
2: What are you talking about? We're, we're coming <laughs> to you for joking, everything. Man, just... <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about Lamar not being there and Tyler Huntley. Who, who's Tyler Huntley? What, is, what, what are we going to see uh, Saturday?
5: Uh, man, I, I, I don't like them. I'm <laughs> just to be honest with you, man. I mean, if you are a fan of throwing passes at the line of scrimmage and hoping that your receivers can get some yards, I think the wide receivers last week had negative one yard total. Uh, if you're a fan of that, then it's, it's that's fine. If not, it's going to be bad football, a bad offensive football. It's, it's, this offense lately has taken uh, offensive football back uh, two decades, to be quite honest with you. This does not resemble uh, this generation's NFL offense.
3: Rob, this is uh, Rob Tribble here. Uh, I heard about flyers being dropped under the practice field uh, wanting Greg Roman fired. That sounds like college stuff.
5: It was a player that that revealed that. The flyers were dropped at their facilities with their cameras all over the place, and you can't get in a gate unless you pass security. So who dropped them? A drone? The player is the one that posted it on social media. So, uh, yay, you know, And, and with the cameras, you know, you would think if a perpetrator from the outside did it, we would know by now because they had cameras all over the place. It's been mummed. I mean, it, it went away quickly, which, you know, leads me to believe, you know, ask the question,
2: who did it? Who did it? <laughs> interesting. We're talking with Rob yes, Long. Yeah, man. I, it, listen, and, you know, um, I, I don't want to say that this whole season has kind of been like, all right, what's going to happen with Lamar? But it kind of has. We've been b- debating this. I want to get your opinion on this, Rob. Some people are saying, don't come back until the playoffs. I don't care what the circumstances are. And then some people are like, don't come back at all. Oof. Wait, well, what are we playing for? Like, is that in Lamar's character? Is that in his nature, depending on this upcoming deal that's going to happen this offseason?
5: Well, to talk about his character nature, uh, I don't know if it would be an indictment on his character, to be honest with you, because it's business. You know what I mean? When teams do things, we don't question their character. But when individuals, the players do, we question theirs. As a fan, i like to see Lamar back ASAP. But as a businessman, he's going to get franchised next year anyway. This team is awful. They're not built for to go through the playoffs. They don't have any offensive weapons. He is the offensive weapon. You're, what you're seeing about the Ravens right now is the Ravens are number eight. That's who they are. Same dudes out there that's out there with him that, scored, that produced three points against the Cleveland Browns, three points. Yeah, there was two Justin Tucker missed field goals. Okay, they would have produced nine points. So you're seeing right now that it's all about number eight. You don't want to pay me? Well, pay somebody to give me some help. That's the problem. I'm not paying anybody on the offensive side of football. The businessman to me says Lamar man, pack it in and see him in twenty twenty three. You're getting a franchise anyway. The wow, fan you're... in me says,
1: "Are
5: well, you come the... back now? Maybe with you we can make a run."
3: Are y'all the phoniest nine and five team ever? <laughs> y'all as phony as the Minnesota Vikings? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying that it's a tale of two seasons. I, I, I don't. I'm not.
5: I'm a high school basketball coach, so I don't believe a win is a win. I don't believe that. I mean, you know, you hear fans say that all the time. No. All games are, to me, a revelation of who you are that week. And if you squeak out a win on a last-second drive, late-minute sec- late, late drive against the Denver Broncos at home, and you walk away from that, you say a win is a win, nah, I hope the coaches aren't saying that. I hope they evaluate what happened in that game. That was an awful game. that revealed a lot of bad things against a team that can't score. You know, Denver Broncos' motto is we can't score and you can't make us. You know, so you were fortunate to win that football game. So, it's, yeah, you can say it's 9-5, but, I mean, come on. This is a bad – the NFL is not – from top to bottom, is a bad league. You got the, You got a team that's, with two games in the 500, NFC South fighting for it, and the Atlanta Falcons are behind them who've lost, what, three in a row, and you're still in it. So, I mean, that's, that's what the NFL is this year. So, to go 9-5 and five right now, yeah, your record is what it is, but the eye test tells me that the upper echelon of the AFC – you know, I mean, you're talking about the Cincinnati Bengals who are in, in, in our division. You know, you're talking about the – uh, Buffalo Bills, and you're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. When I look at the Ravens versus those three teams, it doesn't pass the eye test or the smell test. And and the arrow right now is not pointing up. So I think there's some talent on this football team, but either they don't know how to use it or it's misplaced. But right now, something's wrong. And I think the next three weeks, you can easily see revealed. This This team is either going to take off or implode. Is that no, fan- it's not, not going to be in between.
3: Is that fan base rolling their eyes at that team like you are?
5: Yes, yes. They are. Listen, if, if when you, when you, when you hang up and go to commercial, look at the last three games, look at them. It's it's not, it's a, it's a revelation of you beating up on some teams that you should beat. You should beat those teams. But when you look at giving up double digit leads in the fourth quarter against teams like the Buffalo bills and the Miami dolphins, I mean, that's just not, it's something wrong. There is something wrong right now with the Baltimore Ravens. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something wrong. And I, I've been covering this team now for 18 years.
2: I guarantee you that before the end of the season, we'll find out what's wrong. Rob Long is not a believer in the Ravens. 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. <laughs> Let's talk about one positive, can we? What about Roquan Smith? That's a positive, right? I love him. Oh my goodness! Uh, you know, well now we talk about
5: something positive
2: in Eric DaCosta. I love Eric DaCosta,
5: general manager of the Baltimore Ravens, and he has a he has a habit of going out this time of the year and going to get into pieces. You saw him do that with Marcus Peters. Now he did it with Roquan Smith. You know, this is what Eric DaCosta does. He went out and got, I hope they re this guy. Man, don't give up two draft picks and not resign this guy. So Roquan Smith has been just what the doctor ordered. I remember sitting back when they drafted him. I said, you know, those running plays, the people get up the middle and we're trying to figure out, wow, can okay, not we get the tackle? You're going to find out how good this D-line is now that Roquan Smith did because he's going to come up, scrape it, and destroy him. His first two tackles with the Baltimore Ravens were blowing up running backs. Those same gaps that I said, you were missing the inside linebacker. He is phenomenal. Best inside linebacker we've had in Baltimore since Ray Lewis. I'm not compared to two Ray Lewis. I'm just saying he's the best since Ray Lewis.
3: Have you said anything positive about the Falcons on <laughs> the air this week? I'm just kind of curious what your perspective is from the uh, outside looking in. I, I think you got some good skill positions on offense. Running back, receiver, and I'm intrigued by your quarterback from college. I'm
5: intrigued by him. I, I I can't say uh, I'm a doubter. I can't say I'm sold. I'm very intrigued. Yeah. I think just watching him from the college standpoint, he can make the throws. Uh, he's a good decision maker, but it's hard to play quarterback in the National Football League. There's a reason why he wasn't a first round draft pick, but that doesn't mean he can't be successful because we see that with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you know, you don't have to be a first round draft pick to be a franchise type of quarterback. I'm very intrigued by him. And like I said, you have an outstanding wide receiver and in a running back position. You 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 have some skill. Tight end. I, forget, I can't forget tight end. So you have some really, some good skill position players, and uh, on the offensive side of football, I think I think you have, and, and even in the losses, you, you've been right there for a lot of those losses as well. Um, you know, I used to live in South Carolina, so I'm kind of between the Carolina Panthers and Atlanta Falcons. So I always had at least one eye on the Falcons team. I think you got some pieces on offense to build around.
2: Yeah, Rob, it's a well coached team. That that's what this comes down to. Not a it is. Ta- not a it talented is. team, right. but it's a well coached team that you don't kill yourself in these games, and you have a chance in the fourth quarter. Problem is what you're talking about with the Ravens. We don't have the talent to overcome some of this stuff. Not yet. Yeah. I want to ask you about Deshaun Deshaun Jackson. Look, it's not 2013. What are they doing with these wide receivers? I mean, in 2013, Deshaun was a 1,300-yard wide receiver. Now, you know, I'm supposed to think that I'm getting something out of him now. Sammy Watkins is there. Part of my issue with the Ravens, as we go behind enemy lines, guys, talk about Falcons-Ravens matchup this weekend, the wide receiving core stinks. Well, that's what I just said. I just said that. I mean, you, you let Sammy
5: Watkins go after last year. He goes to Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers need wide receivers so badly that they cut him. And then you pick him up. That's your answer? Sammy Watkins, who hasn't shown to be a number one wide receiver since, what, 2014? Well, wait a minute. I mean, you just on. told me
1: your
2: general manager you had mad respect for him. He's
5: doing these moves. I what's do, the cost I of do doing? Have, I, do have mad, I do have mad respect for him, but what's <laughs> out there right now? That's it. I mean, the problem is, this is this is my problem. Uh, uh, problem? Isaiah, Likely, Isaiah Likely? had an outstanding game when mm-hmm. when uh, uh, Mark Andrews was out, and I said on air when Mark Andrews come back comes back, Isaiah Likely would disappear. You know why? Because this is an either or offense. You either use this guy or you use that guy. Greg Roman doesn't know how to use weapons. He doesn't know how to put all those guys out there and make the defense think, well, who are we going to guard? Oh, wait a minute, he's, Rob. He's wait a minute. Now, now wait a minute.
2: You want, you want Greg Roman out of there. His first year, Lamar, all I heard was how great Greg Roman is. And now three years later, he's, he's forgot how to coach this team?
5: You didn't listen to me about uh, what Greg Roman is. but I, I think it's a good offense the first year, and it still can be a good offense. But when the league adjusts to that, you have to add something to it. You don't have to get rid of the offense, but you have to add other dynamics to it. The problem is, it's the same offense with no different dynamics from 2019. They've added nothing else to it. I don't even mean new personnel. I mean new, new, new gadgets, new plays. Have you ever saw the Ravens route trees from an aerial from the all 22? Where you got wide receivers on the same side of the field, four or five yards apart. So if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm looking back. I'm like, who am I going to? You guys are both standing on, you know, uh, on the hash bar. One standing on the 15, the other one standing on the 20. You see that so many times. You've heard a lot of pros, four pros, call them out too. Kurt Warner loves beating them up. It just does not resemble an NFL offense. Looking up yourselves Get the All-22. It's just not very good. But bottom line, so when you start – so if, if, I'm, if I'm Eric DaCosta, I have, I've drafted you guys. I've given you guys a run four threes and four fours. You can't use them. you prove proven that uh, Isaiah Likely is a weapon, but you don't use him when Mark Andrews comes back. Why can't you use – other offenses use his two tight ends you got three of them. You can't put them all on the field together. you got two dynamic running backs. Last week, last week, J.K. Dobbins averaged almost 10 yards a carry for 13 carries. Mm. Gus Edwards averaged eight yards a carry for seven carries. Those two, Yet you threw the ball 30 times with your backup quarterback. Why? Why do you run the ball 20 times with two running backs averaging 8 and 10 yards a carry, but your backup quarterback was averaging 4.5 yards per attempt gets 30 passes? 4.5 yards an attempt. Your running backs average more per attempt than your quarterback did.
3: That's because football's chose, easy, coaches make it hard.
2: You, you chose to throw the ball more than run the ball.
3: Yeah.
2: All right, Rob, what happens in this game? What happens?
5: Oh, what? I mean, it's still good enough to beat the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs>
2: After all that, you kill your team in every aspect, and then you go have the audacity to say they're better than the Dude, Falcons. Beat the Falcons. <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said, I said, if Lamar Jackson—before
5: we knew Lamar Jackson wasn't playing—I said if Lamar plays, it's going to be twenty to six, uh, twenty
2: to nine Ravens. If Lamar does play, uh, does not play, it'll be twelve to nine Ravens. So twelve to nine Ravens. All right, go under, Rob. Man, have a good weekend, brother. Appreciate you jumping all on with cool. us. All, all field goals. <laughs> oh, I, you know what? I hope not. That's an ugly game. Hey, man, appreciate you. Thanks so much. Rob Long, 105.7, like the fan morning show. Yeah, man. It, it, well, and here's the thing. He's going back to 2019, and I'm being serious here. Lamar, guys, 36 touchdowns, six interceptions, right. and everybody said Greg Roman is the next thing. He's, per- he's running this offense perfectly, and then every year it's been less. 26 touchdowns, 16 and 21. Who was injured. 26. Now, this is what people are saying. Why are these numbers down? Why is this offense not as productive? Teams adjust to you. And everybody's talking about Greg Roman, the it's offensive coordinator. like that coordinator. rookie that
3: comes up tearing up
2: Major League Baseball. They find a hole in your swing. No doubt. He's Rob Tribble. I'm Carl Dukes. It's Dukes and Bell. Mike Bell is out today. We're coming back. Yeah, man, no man's next.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash
2: recommend today. It is Dukes and Bell. Rob triples in from Mike today. As bad as things are for the Ravens, Rob long thinks that they still are going to be able to get the job done against us despite the without having Lamar Jackson. And Rob and I were just in here talking, you know, that he had some he had some stones on him to say all these things are wrong with the Ravens. Look how bad we are. We can't do anything right. But we'll still, still beat the Falcons. Still going to be the damn Falcons. That's that's how He's looking at this.
3: Um, Those Northeastern Sports Talk radio guys are a different breed. They, they're, they're really they're – really, a lot of them are really so funny. I, I'm a Southern gentleman. I'm, I'm a little bit more genteel. Yeah. But they'll up there, they'll just straight up call you trash. Well, they got big mouths. I respect it. Yeah, big mouths. They got I big mouths.
2: It. You know, that's really what it is. I used to work with a guy from New York um, and – not Mike, another guy uh, in another market. And, and that was his thing. You know, I got a big mouth. That's what he used to say all the time, and I, I know you do. you yeah, got to, you know, yeah. I say a lot of things, and i got a big mouth. Yeah, I know you're from New York. I get it. It's kind of implied, dude. We, yeah. can,
3: we can hear it. We're so, living it right now. Right?
2: Um, but but uh, we'll let you hear more of what Rob Long had to say if you missed that. Very interesting stuff about what's going on with their offense. Here's the point. I know you might not want to believe it, but this is a winnable game for the Falcons because they don't is. score any points. The Ravens are bad offensively, and you're going to say, well, so are we. Guys, we do something really well. We run the football. If you do that, control the clock, you own time of possession, you punch it in a couple of times, it's not going to take 35 points to beat the Ravens you, this you just weekend. You said
3: something that is uh, why I'm so optimistic about next year and have so much faith in Arthur and Terry Fontenot. You said this is a winnable game. Every game on the schedule this year outside of Cincinnati has been winnable. Right. I mean, just a couple little breaks here and there or not, or a lot less self-inflicted errors. We're looking at a completely different record,
2: flip it upside down. No doubt about it. Alright, Turtle, let's get to Yeah, man, no man. It's time for Yeah Man No Man. Kinda makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like we should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one, not really, from Florida, Kennesaw State, and gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> it's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show. Boom you
4: by the W sauce
2: America's Worcestershire sauce bigger better boulder all right Bo is out turtle is in and um tomorrow we will talk about what we've got working for our tailgate at home guys brought to you by the W sauce and this is that time of year maybe you're eating out maybe you're cooking for the family maybe it's desserts whatever it might be those are the kind of things we want you to take pics of and send them to us guys again Mike Bell ATL put them up see Dukes Bo Morgan is Squid Billy 929 And Turtle, of course, tweeted him. Guys, we love retweeting those pictures. And more importantly, we put the best ones on the gram. All right, Turtle, what do you got for us today, man?
4: More drama in Tampa Bay. What's going on? Not involving Tom Brady this time. Oh. Running back Giovanni Bernard found himself in some hot water uh, after their game last weekend. Uh, He basically botched a fake punt, didn't know it was coming. After the game, reporters went into the locker room, scrummed around him, tried to get some answers. ESPN's NFL Nation's Jenna Lane, who covers the Bucks for them, does a great job. She, I don't want to say got in his face. I'll let you make that own determination because I have the soundbite for you. And then has since gone on to apologize for the way her line of questioning went to Giovanni Bernard. So after you hear the clip, yeah man, no man, was this fair or foul the way that they approached him?
1: Well, you were player. injured all year. What
4: have you done for us to talk to you about all year? Oh, I, I talked to you Tuesday.
0: Just, just, you don't, want. just talk, don't say you're not talking. Because hey, I didn't talk to you all year.
1: You were also injured most of the season, too.
0: Can I go to my family that I have outside? And you all can. Of a sudden now? Just,
1: just don't say we didn't talk
0: to you we, all year. We just yeah. wanted to ask for your perspective on what happened you, there.
5: You're
3: involved in one of the biggest plays of the game. <laughs> Okay. Thank you, Jim. I
1: appreciate that's your all. time.
3: We do. We won't
2: hold you.
1: We, we would have talked to you in the season, but okay. also that's, you that's
0: were injured. Just tell us what occurred on the, on the punt. Miscommunication, that's all it was on my part. I take complete fault for that. Was it, it a fake? I don't know. It was complete fault. My fault. That's it. Did, Is did it something know the, know the team has not practice on? It's on me. All of me. It's uh, something <laughs> I did wrong. And it's all.
4: So you were aware? It was aware? all on me.
0: Yep. Number 25 out there. That was me. Um, Jim. I was the one that did it. But were you aware it that was, it was just a me. fake? Yeah, I, I messed up.
3: I understand that. But I'm just asking if you knew it was fine. I messed we just up.
1: didn't know if it was a communication yeah, breakdown. Yeah, I messed
3: up. Thanks, you. Yep. Thank you, you, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Wow. Okay. I went off about this earlier this week, by the way. You did? Yeah. I can't stand the way th- those reporters are making it about them. They were making themselves about the story. Now, he shouldn't have said, oh, now you want to talk to me? Okay, fine. That's after a very emotional, physical game called football. They were making the story about him. You would have think he was being convicted of war crimes or something. <laughs> and one thing I've always noticed, and I've been, in a, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been in a bunch of locker rooms. If you use some verbal judo and some interpersonal skills and appeal to their humanity, you're going to get a lot better answer than True. what they got. He just said, "Why well, I you screwed up. But if you approach it in a certain way, it goes, well, this happened, this happened, you get a much better answer. She was making it about her, and she kept doubling down in her arrogance. It actually had a problem with, uh, I think Zach Klein was a little bit, had too much attitude with Trey. The same approach would have been, you know. Oh, when, you, when he said, why yeah, weren't you here? Yeah. And that's okay to ask that question. But if you ask it in a better way, you'll get a much better answer. Yeah. That's reporters trying to make the story about them and trying to get those uh, – clicks and uh, the dopamine hit and the likes on social media, screw them.
2: Foul. It wasn't fair. It was foul. And I do agree with Rob Tribble. And, and to his point, having been in many, 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 many locker rooms, I got to tell you something. In those situations and a guy's walking out, and I've had this happen. Hey, man, real quick, let me ask you. Can I, can I get you for a second? What's up? <sighs> we're, just trying to, we're just trying to figure out what happened on that play. I don't know what, what like, happened. Your tone – your, your demeanor, the things you say, all that stuff matters. And here's the other part. For all the guys who are covering locker rooms, whether it be in our city or elsewhere, however you're accessing this show, this is why I suggest to young broadcasters, you talk to everybody. You just don't talk to a guy when, it, when, it, when a bad thing happens. Because more times than not, he's not going to talk to you. Right. That That's the other part of this. His whole thing is, whether I was injured or not, you guys were not even communicating with exactly. me. Exactly. You could give two craps about how I felt about what was going on with Brady, why guys are missing games, why we're losing. Exactly. And now that, that I'm key. healthy and I'm back on the field, you want to come to me in this moment. Guys, remember that. So I'm just telling you from my experience, all that stuff matters, and that's why it was foul. Because now he was the focal point. And none of those folks who were there cared all season That's long to say. relationships.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, point out some observation from where they Come played on. college. Oh, what was that coach like? Just something. acknowledge their existence. Don't just all of a sudden converge upon them because something went wrong. I, I, I've seen can, it happen. Can, can you humor me for one second? Can we please hear, like, the first part of that, the shrillness of her voice? Oh, yeah. Please, man. You maybe. were hurt.
1: Well, you were injured player. all oh, year. Well, well, you were injured. Oh, you were of. also injured most of the season, yeah.
4: too.
2: Yeah, And you didn't holler at me one time. You know what I mean? This is where, and again, this is not class 101. I'm just telling you from my experience. Hey, Giovanni, man, how's the leg? Yeah. Oh, man, it's coming. You never know how this is going to play, and then you got to go back to him six weeks later and say, hey, you returned a touchdown for uh, you know, kickoff for a touchdown, and you won the game, or you you blew a punt. Return, whatever it might be. And and I think that's why it's foul, because now it is about them. And, you know, I used to get the best
3: me, uh, answers from uh, Smoltz, Glavin, Chipper, even Greg Maddox, who just said, ah, oh, well, I just – because I was in there every day. <laughs> and they see you. And they see me, and I said, well, how's it going? Yep. You know, good job yesterday, a tough break, yes, blah, 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 and get on with it. You get a lot better –
2: I'm with you. I, I agree with, with Triple on this. That was foul. Um, and I, I do. Here's the, here's the other. You were injured. Here's the other funny part. <laughs> he, just, he was not going to come off of my fault, me. He was not going to throw any coach.: Well, the You body. were
1: injured all year.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that voice waking <laughs> up to our
2: Breakfast. I mean, good Lord four oh four seven four one oh nine two nine you can chime in turtle that's a it's
4: a very interesting point man it really is all right one more real quick uh, i got another soundbite for you charlie woods very interesting he was interviewed after a round that he played with pops um and he basically has to say i'm learning now that my skills are getting better and popses are diminishing The lines are getting a little blurred in terms of who might be pushing who. Oh, So I want to know, yeah man, no man, Charlie gets his first major before Tiger got his. Wow. How much can you push your father out there competitively?
3: I mean, I push him as much as I possibly can. (laughs) And once he pushes back, then I know I can push a little bit more, and then I'm done. And then... I know it's going to get heated.
2: <laughs> you you like. have multiple children. You know what it's like. But you have a boy and a girl. What's it like dealing with him when he's giving you some oomph? Well, I, I don't mind the oomph,
3: but there's a line to it. And uh, as you knows, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll,
2: I'll, I'll end the, 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 the line right there. And uh, as he tries to push a little bit beyond that, but that's where the line is. All right, wait, time out. I got to talk about this for a second. What is Tiger saying? Like, shut up, kid. Like, what, <laughs> what are we talking about when he says he cuts it off? You're playing your dad. If you had brothers and sisters, I talk about this all the time. My brother, I, I could never beat him in basketball. We'd play all the time one-on-one. he beat me up, hit me in the face. I'd go in, uh, bloody lip. It's just how we played. I don't think I beat him until, like, I was a senior in high school, like, the first, and he was in his 30s at that point. Like, he, you know, he's in late 20s. Or, right. And I finally <laughs> beat him, and I'm like, yeah! And I'm talking noise, and we literally almost got into a fist fight. So, it, it, to your point about the competitiveness, but
4: what does Tiger do? Like,
2: all right, Charlie, enough is enough.
4: I mean, what are we talking about here? For reference, Charlie's 13. Tiger got his first one when he was 21. Yeah. Does he do it?
2: No. This kid is good, man. Yeah, he's good. And, and by the way, Triple just said
4: this. He even sounds like he Tiger. Is, oh, he sounds exactly. He like even him. sounds like him.
2: I was
3: just thinking about that Chappelle show, the uh, racial draft, Tiger Woods. Oh, for Shizzle. <laughs> I mean, I push him as much as I possibly
2: can. That sounds crazy. Just like Tiger. his mannerisms, too. Oh, I know. The fist pump, he hit the putt, and it was like, who am I watching? I'm going to, yeah, man. I'm going to say, yeah, man. He's 13. He's going to win. Yes, I'm going to tell you. He'll win a major. He might win a major at 19 or 20 years old. And I know it sounds crazy right now, and it's a long ways away. Guys, he's got the best resources. Yeah. He's got... The best player ever to to learn from, which he's learning from. Okay, I don't care if you think Tiger's going to win another major or not. Not the discussion. His competitive fire, you already hear it. It's he's all about kicking. Dad. He's all about kicking dad's <laughs> butt. I'm going to say, yeah, man. I, I think he's going to win a major before or at 21, maybe right around that same time. And I think he probably goes pro before Tiger does. You think it just possibly the, Tiger would burn him out? Well, that's the other problem here, right? But does Tiger learn from his lessons? Does he say to Charlie, look, I had one singular focus. It was to be the best in the world. Here's the sacrifices you're going to give up. I don't know if his dad did that. His dad was just all about, you're going to be the best, and that's all that matters. And that's all he cared about.
3: Todd Marinovich's dad, basically.
2: Now you're a dad. You know what you went through. You want him to have a normal life, girlfriends, et cetera, or do you want him wilding out at 28, 29 years old like you did because you didn't
4: have that? I don't know what Tiger says to him, but we will see. Great stuff, man. Let's get out of here, Turtle. All right, yeah, man, no, man. As always, brought to you by the W Sauce. Bigger, better, bolder, and now spicier with the Fireshire. And by the Georgia Hemp Company. Go online, georgahempcompany.com. Use the code SQUIDBILLY10. Save 10% off your next order. Turtle, hit Chris's music.
0: Well,
2: you were injured all year. It's Dukes and Bell. Rob Tribble's in. Um, I've got this DVD. Yes, DVD set. It's called Tiger. And I've watched this over and over over the years. And if you've never seen it, I think you can probably get it. I want to say it's like eight CDs or or DVDs or whatever now. And you might be able to, to, to stream it. It's the most fascinating thing. I mean, all these Tiger documentaries, this takes them back to childhood and all that stuff with Earl Woods. And you get a sense and the of the Mike what, Douglas Joe, even yeah, right? Remember of, that one? Of what it was like growing up. And this is why you see, you go, "All well, right, I get why he is who he is. Mm. All right, man, coming up. Dogs have some work to do. They recruited well, but now they look ahead to Ohio State. We'll talk about it as part of our dog report coming up on Sports Radio 929 The Game.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue.